friend of mine once told me, he said, you get 18 summers with your kids. And my heart dropped. Because <laughs> our oldest is turning nine. I don't like when people tell him these things. <laughs> because I do, but I don't. And the reason why we say summers is because, you know, that's typically when you're making the memories, right? And we, you can make an argument that it's not just about those big mountaintop memories with your kids. It's about the day in and day out, the things mm-hmm. they, that, that are formative and that yes. they, and they grow up remembering. So don't take on yourself the pressure I took upon myself <laughs> when I first heard about the 18 summers thing. However, there's something to be said mm-hmm. for knowing that time is limited, time is finite. And so this episode is all about just embracing those 18 summers And Selena's got some very good talking points. And so we will see you on the other side. So I think the goal with this episode, because he kind of freaks out and I'm like, it's fine. We have 18 summers. And he's like, we only have 18 summers. So that's where we're trying to bring that urgency with the vigilance of okay, we have 18 summers, let's not be afraid, but let's be strategic and let's be vigilant and let's spend our time wisely with our kids um, and know that it's gonna pass way too quickly. Uh, But we wanna just kind of jump into this conversation. We're gonna talk about how summer is so formative, I think, for young people. At least we remember it, that's when we met too. Um, So super formative. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna talk about- Did you touch my leg? (laughs) I did not. Uh, how motivation matters in this area. And then we're going to leave you with the four C's of how you can engage with your kids this right. summer. Okay. So what was your, so you say formative. Let's, let's just recant a little bit. Little Selena. <laughs> little Selena. Little summertime Selena. <laughs> summertime Selena. <laughs> uh, my beautiful sunflower. I remember being a kid. My mom... Uh, she bought us a above ground pool, right? It's like three feet tall, which to like somebody who's four feet, that's huge at that age. Um, and like a 10 to 12 foot diameter, which is still pretty big. Right. And we were in that pool, me and my brother all day, we would make the wave pool, which is eventually what broke the pool. Cause you just go up and down and up and then just went, whoosh, uh, which was a sad day. I remember basketball camp. I remember summer camp with church, all the crushes. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) I remember, you know, just hanging out with family at home and birthday parties and, um, yeah, just spending a lot of time, I think, with friends. What was formative about it? I'm putting you on the spot. Friends, like, I don't care about those things. What was formative? Clearly not the crushes, bunch of jerks. I win. I win. I win. (laughs) I got the girl. I think what was formative was just having that time to think and be and not have... A structured schedule and there was just kind of a lot of freedom interesting uh i think of the formational moments in my summers they're almost always going to be summer camp experiences right. i went to bible camp every summer for a week that's where you Five met days. jesus after yeah blowing up saved. a toilet well that's a story <laughs> got in a lot of trouble had a literal come to jesus talk with one of the counselors <laughs> and i came to jesus <laughs> praise the lord they work praise the lord uh yeah, and then, you know, lots of fun times. Uh, you know, they were formational in the sense I had a summer job. I worked for a moving company. Yes, I had summer jobs as well. Things like that. Um, but then I think about how is it formational and how I spent time with my parents. We did camping. We never traveled. We just camped. So, like, I spent my summers within a 200-mile radius of our house. Um, and, you know, we had friends that were going to Disneyland, going, you know, doing all the stereotypical kind of 1990s vacation trips vacations we just camped and that was formative in a sense that i i think i learned how to be um 
I grew up because yeah. when you're camping and you're given kind of more autonomy, you grow up. But here's the thing that maybe is giving me a little bit of peace right now is the really formative mo- moments with my parents weren't during those trips. They were fun trips. They're mm-hmm. memories. I think those those trips are maybe more for the parents in some ways. Um, but so it, it takes the pressure off that if I don't somehow make this magnificent summer happen, right. like we're not going on camping trips, we're not doing all this, whatever you're into. Right. For us, we love going out on, on our little boat on the water. And that's like the thing that we, we love to do. And the kids will remember that. But like what's forming their souls? I think it's just a different conversation. So you're making memories right. versus having those soul forming moments. So anyway. Right. And summer is, you know, it is it is a time for kids to kind of take a break. It's just a different kind of schedule and season. I mean, personally, I don't think people need three months off of life or whatever to do anything. But uh, I do think you, it is a good time to just loosen up the schedule a little bit. Let them be kids. Yeah. Let them sleep in. Let them, you know, sit and have just more time to themselves. Um, and so I guess the bigger question we're trying to just ask here is how can summer be used in a way that glorifies God? Right. Mm. How can we, you know, teach them or model for them or allow them to engage in rest in a new way? Again, like we talked about, kind of a slower time to enjoy family, um, maybe a more flexible schedule, um, new experiences. Again, sprinkled through not the norm. Right. We're not just right. living from one experience to the next. <laughs> we always tell our kids, we're not your cruise directors. <laughs> we're not but I don't even think they know what a cruise director is. <laughs> they have no idea, because they've never us. been on it's one. Cathartic for us. <laughs> I just tell, like they're like, "What's next? What are we gonna do next?" Listen, kid, I'm not your cruise director. They're just curious, though. Mostly, know, it's not like they have these it's, expectations. It's also very malicious of them. <laughs> 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 but there's good. There's good to be had in that. In the moments of boredom, we've talked about the benefits yes. of boredom a few a few weeks back. Yep. And that was the whole point is that right. like in those moments of boredom, in the not in the high moments of new experiences, but in the daily kind of this is just what it's like to not yeah. have a lot to do. And I mean, yeah. my own mind, like our kids are starting to fill in different facets of their right. of their mind and their skill set. Like our oldest is really into drawing um, and our youngest is really into like building things. Yeah. And how, not our youngest, but our middle child. Our youngest is into destroying things. <laughs> but they're all filling out those unique facets of their personalities. <laughs> our youngest has gotten so good at destroying yes. this summer. Summer is a time for exploration, you yeah. know, and so I think it's just good for us as parents to ask ourselves too: what are we teaching? What are we modeling for our children in this decision making of summer? Right. Um, we kind of reveal our motivation, whether it's godly or not, uh, in how we decide to help them spend their summer or to or we decide how they're going to spend it. Right. We can reveal or show them our priorities if we're like shipping them off every single week. Right. And not actually. um making the effort to spend time as a family Mm. Uh, or maybe we're just trying to get all the big vacations in because that's what we do that's what we post about that's just who we are again they're not bad it's not these are not bad things right but if they become our source of identity and sanity um, then that's where it can be troublesome I think for families Um, we reveal to them our love for them if we're carving out time to explore to have fun with them off screens, no distractions, you know, very analog kind kind of life. Um, I think just being with them is very formational and it's very, it always is. I mean, any sort of time with parents, I remember as a kid, it was just like, oh yes. So our, our motivation matters and it definitely is communicated to our children, whether we want it to be communicated or not. Um, so if we are, we're going to talk about our motivation, you know, if we're signing up for everything, it, at the beginning of summer, it can be really tempting to sign our kids up for every sort of camp, every sort of VBS, mm. everything under the sun, because they're 
probably most likely used to being in school, used to being under some schedule, right? For us, we homeschool. Uh, we have a different kind of rhythm during the fall and during the winter and all of that. Um, I want We want our kids to go to like VBS and summer camps, but we're also fine if they don't go. Like we're, we're not, we're kind yeah. of, and they're not quite at the age. I mean, our oldest is probably at the age, but we just, we just were not prepared this summer. That's when it came down to. It kind of comes up on you fast. So um, how, how do you gauge... If, if I'm asking, I'm asking us to, yeah. but how do we gauge if we're using a summer well? Like, yeah, I think one of the ways we do that is through how we, um, like you can, you can look at the, the, what's it like the culture, the climate of your home, mm-hmm. right? If you're constantly frantically going from one thing to the next, or there's stress and it's coming out through how you're talking to one another, yeah, you know, it, you, you may be, um, you may need to question some of the stuff. Um, like, I don't know. I just don't want to set the Fredericks up as like this, like, look what we do and then do that. But really it's like, how do you gauge in your own household? I think you need to discern parent and how to say, I'm, I'm using, we're using this summer well to this, to the glory of God for the discipleship of our kids, for the good of our family as a time of rest. It really is in our culture. It's the, that time of rest. Mm-hmm. And um, are we embracing it as such? Right. And right. making the most of it. instead, Because if we're not careful, we can, it can, leak through the cracks right. and before we know it it's september we're back into the flow of this you know the school and right holidays are there they're upon you like a thief in the night right <laughs> <laughs> um so it's really embracing the moment and, and recognizing the opportunity that it is and so how do you gauge whether or not you are i think is up to a parent to discern for themselves absolutely because there's some days where i've just learned with our rhythms like we can only do maybe during the summer two things a week maybe three on like one thing on the weekend with other families you mean or like outside of our home go to or, a park with the kids what do yeah. you mean by a thing so like if, if they're signed up for vbs all week we probably won't do much more than that like i just right. can't our, our rhythms just can't handle okay. that if we go out on our old little boat we might go twice a week and that's probably it would be nice to go more sometimes but honestly sometimes we're tired and our kids yeah. are grouchy and we don't want to go out you know, if, yeah. if they want to go to a park, then yeah, we'll try to go to a park and take dinner. Like anything we can do outside, we try to do outside, especially living yeah. in Washington because this is just the time to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't want you to overthink these things. We just want you to take that pulse of, okay, my motivation matters with how we spend time this summer together. Am I signing up their summer away where I won't even really see them? Or are we planning some time together? But or am I putting too much stock in just that time? I mean, are we still yeah. engaging with our children, which is kind of where we wanted to land this conversation. Mm. Um, and I did want to also leave you guys, I'm hoping that we will leave you guys with some just personal enrichment and growth for your children because I just feel like summer is such a great opportunity for enrichment. And not that, again, you'd have to do all these projects or anything because I'm not a project person. Um, but I think there's ways that we can also help with their character development, how there can be some formational moments uh, in there. So, all right. So we're going to be four C's of how to engage. Four, We'll say four C's for ideas on how to engage with your kids. You'll need to, if, if your kids are teenagers, they're going to look very different than if your kids, you know, are toddlers. So right. you'll have to contextualize these. The first one is conversations. Yeah. So Prepping them for the next school year is huge. I think there's rites of passage that maybe yes. can be had in these yes. moments when you say, all right, you're headed into middle high school. Middle school or high school. Or middle school. Yeah. Or for us, uh, it's challenge, right? Is, is no, that the essentials? essentials. <laughs> Would be like the next phase for our, our, our oldest. Right. And she's very excited about that. And, and so 
making that more than just a, well, it started, but like embracing that moment to have a conversation to say it. Yeah. How, you know, to connect with them around that conversation, making a, a, a rite of passage in a sense. And one way you can do this, I mean, this is something my friends or some friends of mine are really good at. Um, Carrie and Kyle, they have a daughter who's going into middle school and they just took her out for a night. So there's four kids, there's one girl, three boys, and they just, I think the boys are with the grandparents and just mom and dad took their daughter out uh, and they spent the night in a hotel and they just had time with just her to kind of have all the conversations. She came with questions, you know, they came with mm. a few okay, we're going to get dinner, we're going to do this and that. And you don't, not that you have to do a whole overnight thing, but you could even just say, hey, next week we're going to do dinner and dessert. It's just going to be us. We're going to talk about next year and some of the things you might be facing um, or have questions for us. Like we want to get you on the right path and have mm. your foot on the solid ground of, of Christ, you know, while so you're, while you're never, getting into... She will never forget that. I know, I yeah. know. They're just so good yeah. at that stuff. And so I, <laughs> I want to be good at those things. But again, just making yeah. making it special and making the room for those conversations, I think, is just so important. That's good. Uh, so number one, conversations. Number two, connection. Mm-hmm. So this, one, this is kind of where I classically fall in terms of how can I use the summer. In other words, how can we play together? <laughs> yes. how can Which we is have so necessary. Together? So necessary. Right. And I oftentimes will have a list kind of compiling over the over the wintertime when I'm bored out of my mind <laughs> or when we, we can't go outside. So I'll write a list of when it's sunny, do this. So like camping in the yard is one thing that we have on the list. We haven't done it yet this year, but we did it last year. It was awesome. Um, obviously, you know, just other, other type of acti- whatever the ideas you have. For us, it's camping. For us, it's going on um, short trips to the beach. Yeah, we live within two hours of, of the West Coast, and so we love just trying to going out there and letting them play. And right, and we live in a unique area too. We can go down to the Puget Sound and go to a beach where there's no like rolling big ocean waves, right. but we're still like playing in the water and the salt water and getting to kind of see the sea life there. So, yeah, we love being able to just take our kids somewhere that we can play and we can explore. Uh, one of the things that I've started doing is daddy-daughter adventures. So mm-hmm. we have daddy-daughter dates, which I try to take each one on a daddy-daughter date at least every month or month and a half, yeah, give or take. <laughs> um, but daddy-daughter adventures are like overnight somewhere. Yes. And so my one goal for the summer is to take them in the boat. We live like in the Puget Sound. Yeah. And we have a little cuddy cabin in the boat <laughs> and to actually sleep in the boat mm-hmm. and like camp in the boat. And the little one won't join us because she's just not quite ready. You don't you know you're not going to join us because you're going to be the little one and this is just an opportunity just to create a memory there's not that much fun. space in this boat right it's not that big <laughs> technically we could fit technically but technically we also wouldn't sleep <laughs> so yeah just connection so you using play as an opportunity not just to go have fun but yeah. a time to connect i think right well and older kids too i mean just find out what they like to do or you should probably know i feel like as a parent but you do. get them you go do. out for a hike go hit your favorite like coffee shop or whatever like get out and and play with them i think i saw one of our older friends with his i think they were like grown adults but they're doing legos like they do a lego set <laughs> It was John McGee oh. <laughs> his kids like over Christmas break or something. And I mean, you can do that in the summer, obviously, too. But I was just like, this is so great. Like, you never grow up. You never grow out of playing, right? Yeah. You shouldn't anyways. Speaking, yeah. speaking to myself, I take myself way too seriously. Okay. So conversations, connection, and third one, camaraderie. Right. What did you mean by that? Camaraderie. So there, it's kind of twofold. So it might be through like some competition, like some healthy family competition, like not making people feel bad or like, you know, 
<laughs> if I win, I win. I'm I win say and I'm the best person ever. But per- maybe purchase a new yard game or something. Like we got ladder ball. Uh, it's like the, there's these. I think two... what ladder ball is. Okay. Yeah. They're balls on you a guys, string. You guys are all pretty <laughs> throw them smart. On the ladder. Google ladder ball. Um, it's pretty easy. All the kids can play. We make our, some of our own rules up. It's been really fun. Yeah. Uh, also some math. So that's great too. Um, <laughs> hashtag homeschool, right? So getting some friendly competition, whether that's through a yard game or something that you like meet up once a week with another family to do or something that's just kind of a fun, like comp- competitive thing. Hmm. Um, the second one was collection. And I know it sounds funny cause I'm just like, I'm purging our house right now. And so I'm like, <laughs> I don't collect anything, but we do. Um, but what do you and your kids love to do? Do you collect like rocks? We went to a geology camp. I know sounds so funny, but it was pretty great. Uh, baseball cards, stamps, knives. I don't know. What What do you? Knives? What? Yeah, like pocket knives or something. Okay. You don't collect knives? You I do collect, collect knives. knives because I don't know I, about I don't our daughter's knives. collecting knives. Well, yet. they probably would if you showed them that they were cool. They love the knives. <laughs> they have their own. It's just what yeah. is what is the point is what are you guys doing together? What is something that you're collecting and doing together that and that maybe over summer you can invest a little more time into, right? Bugs. So, I don't know. My ambition in this <laughs> regard is bird watching. It might sound completely nerdy. No. I love birds. I think birds are incredible. Yes. And uh the, because of I think my affinity for birds, <laughs> our kids also notice yes. birds. <laughs> yes. And so I, I'm considering like, should we try bird watching? I don't think we have the time to do it because you have to go like early to these far away well, places. Well, it depends. I mean, my friend Dion was just like, do you have a backyard like bird bird journal, like a birding journal? So just having a, a nature journal kind of thing that what do they see in their backyard? What are the birds that they see? What are and then, you know, listing out all the characteristics and features about the birds. There's um, don't have to go that far. There's a book. It's called The Genius of Birds. <laughs> and I'm reading it. It's, it's amazing. It's about how birds are oftentimes classified as stupid animals when, in fact, they just have a, a genius that's not like ours. Mm. And they have all these examples and research that they've done. It's, it's fairly interesting. Uh, but the woman who wrote it says that her, her dad and her used to, her earliest memories are of going on bird watching trips with her dad. So cool. And just she loved getting up early just when that fresh air and mm-hmm. the birds start to just sing and and how and that's that's where this book eventually came out of is her fascination because of that. So that, that's what got me thinking about doing them. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be birds. It can be anything. Like if you're into fishing or if you're into yeah. whatever, like just do it together as a means for and it, it can be around collecting or an activity that is consistent. I think right. that's helpful. It's just to build that camaraderie and yeah. that relationship with your kids. So, yeah. Uh, this last part is more kind of like formational character development and growth with your children um, because summertime should provide this opportunity for expansion, for exploration, enrichment, and growth um, in areas your children really love, but also character development, right? So working on building a few of those life skills, <laughs> like daily chores and yeah. additional ones. Yeah. Like now to, is the time when you don't have to be on a school deadline. And they need to weed the garden, right? And now. they need to weed the garden. <laughs> I was just out there. Or uh, help. Helping with, we're painting the coop. So I built a chicken coop yes. over the winter. We need to, we sealed it yesterday with caulking. Now we need to paint it. So they'll help with that. Yeah. Well, getting a job. So helping your kids get jobs, yeah. right? If, it, if it's that, if they're at that age where they can get jobs, like, help them and connect with them through it and ask yeah. them how it's going and just walk them through that process. It's such an important thing to yeah. know how to do, to do well. We've not done this. I would love to do it. I hope we're able to pull it off, but I want, we're hoping to establish um, a relationship, a missionary relationship with either a, a family that's a, that are missionaries and turn that into one of our yearly rhythms, whether it's the summertime or not. 
but um, that to me is in the category of like character formation mm-hmm. for them and mm-hmm. showing them that the world is a big place in, in need of a big God mm-hmm. and that there are cultures that are unlike yours and people that experience lives that are unlike yours and poverty that is unlike what poverty looks like here in America. Yeah. And so that's just an idea. I'm not saying that we've done it. We have ambitions to do that. Working towards that, yeah. Of um, partnering with somebody to go and serve them for a couple of weeks each year. Again, this comes to mind now because we're talking about summer, but we'd probably do it not during the summer, probably at a different time of the Mm year. The point is, is, would that fall under this category of what you're describing? Okay. Enrichment and growth for sure. Um, I think teaching kids the balance between rest and responsibility, you know, not having like a lazy summer. But I remember... I remember working all week in summer camp with kids and then like somehow we had friends with boats that their parents would let teenagers take the boats out and we would go all day long just being thrown around on inner tubes as young teenagers and just spending time at the beach like all day. And so just balancing that act because that's what what made it fun was that we didn't do it often. We didn't do it every day. It was okay. We had to work and then we did this. Um, Working on simple things with young children, like not complaining. I mean, that was something. So I used to go to my great grandma's farm in Oregon every summer and we would do, we would help harvest potatoes and we would get paid for it. And I mean, it's not much. You just pick up the potatoes and put them in a bucket and then you have to load them on the trailer as it goes by. But it's a lot of work if you're getting up in the morning before the sun really gets hot at like 530 or 6 and then you're going in the evening. And so the big thing was that you couldn't complain. If you complained, then my Uncle Fred would send you in the house. Mm, no one wants which was that. like death. No one wants that. <laughs> that so working on things like not complaining, yeah. building sibling relationships, I think through activities like games, ride sharing if you have a driver like make them drive the kids shared responsibilities like if you have a driver like if you have a a kid that drives oh (laughs) no families have drivers (laughs) it's called mom but like a chauffeur (laughs) no a driver (laughs) as a 16 year old or whatever Gotcha. but build this summer really is a great time to build those relationships because often i think during the fall and winter if you're not homeschooling or if there's just lots of activities school just kind of shoots us all different ways and so yeah. um, take advantage of the summertime we have our rules of adventures we <laughs> the get kids in the car tell you all of them <laughs> we get in the car and i'm you know i'm always really happy because we're going on an adventure <laughs> all right kids we're going on an adventure what's rule number one have fun is it i thought it was no complaining nope. that's rule number two rule number two is no complaining rule number three no whining rule number four is be safe and i think rule number five is listen to dad or listen to mom and dad type yeah. of thing they kind of start to fade off toward the end. The first three are the more important ones. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully this is helpful to you. You have 18 summers with each kid. Now, obviously, yeah. they really don't kick into, uh, you know, being of age until like five or six, right, when you go and do fun things and connect with them. So maybe you have fewer than 18. Yeah. Point is, is that they are opportunities to disciple our kids. We always say all of parenting is discipleship. Mm-hmm. The whole point of parenting is to create these small copies of Christ. Yeah. Um, as much as the Lord allows. And summertime is a unique time to do that. It's not the only time, but it's unique. And our what we feel called to encourage you in is to embrace those times as the unique times that they are yeah. and uh, take hold of those opportunities. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of mm-hmm. seasons. Thank you for the gift of um, spending time together as families. I pray that you'd help us um, count our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Um, count our seasons that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Help us to embrace them and use them well for the good of our family, for the glory of your name, um, and for the good of our kids that they might then glorify you um, long into their lives. So Jesus, thank you so much for your word that's informative always over these areas of our lives. I pray for these parents that you might bless their parenting efforts, that you might make them fruitful 
as they disciple their children. Mm. Uh, help them to act on conviction lovingly as they lead their children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're watching this and you're wondering, what does it mean to be a Christian? You may or may not be wondering that. We have a website for you. If you are, you can go to thenewsisgood.com. It shows you what it means to place your faith in Jesus. That's what it means to be a Christian, mm-hmm. is that you put your eternal, the weight of your eternity, your eternity, in his very hands and you receive his forgiveness for your sins trusting in his sacrifice that it was enough if you want to do that go to thenewsisgood.com we have that site set up for you to also put your foot on a path toward walking with christ in the local community church mm-hmm. um, being discipled it's very important um secondly if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to partner with us it's possible because of our partners like you uh people who have said you know i'm going to contribute to this it's really hard to, to make a ministry like this happen right we don't Absolutely. do ads yeah uh yet and hopefully we don't we won't have to even though lots of people listen we, re- we rely on our listeners we believe that's a biblical model and mm. we're thankful for those of you who have partnered if you want to do that just pray about it and go to fierceparenting.com partner we hope to see you there with that said this episode of fierce parenting is in the can see you again in seven days until next time stay fierce